Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to your Friday podcast. And we've got a special guest at the table with us, Kit Kat Corver. And Kit, we're going to talk about our Bible verse we've been memorizing. Do you remember what it is? You want to tell it to him? Grace, but you say to faith, that I yourself is a gift to God, and none can both as God's workmanship in Christ Jesus and two good works, and God prepares us to do. Ephesians 2. Number 10. 8 through 10. Good job. Bye. All right. Sorry. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. Yeah. That was wonderful. We, uh, by our dinner table, we, sorry if we just blew your eardrum out, by the way. We've got a chalkboard up on the wall, similar to the ones we have in front of our toilets that we put prayer (laughs) options for. It is. Way to go. But we have the kids right draw out pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Girls preaching. She wants to go again. Way to go. Uh She's standing on our fireplace mantle doing this. And after dinner time, what's happened now is... Sorry, sorry, not the mantle, the hearth, whatever. The thing that's four inches off the ground. And they stand and recite their scripture to us. And now it's becoming sermons and sermonettes. So at the Corver House, we have preaching lab every day at breakfast and lunch and dinner. She's going again. All right. Hey, Kit Kat, high five. Thank right, you. You can watch your show. We'll be with you in just a few minutes. Okie dokie. All right. We'll get you a snacky. Anyways, there you go. Um, today, we are nearing the end of Acts, and we are looking at Acts chapter 25. Um, Bobby and I were just discussing. She's getting snacks to Kit real quick and Kirby, and she'll be back. But what's so interesting is a little bit of a continuation from yesterday's chapter from Acts 24. So if you don't mind me backing up just a little bit, look at Acts 24, verses 24, 25. There's this curiosity with Christianity. And it says, Several days after Felix came with his wife Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and listened to him as he spoke about faith in Christ Jesus. As Paul talked about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come. Felix was afraid and said, That's enough for now. You may leave. And when I find it convenient, I will send for you. I read an article recently that talked about how doctrine is becoming a newer form of evangelism with the world in the sense that people want to know why you, what you believe and why you believe what you believe. And if you have true conviction and if it's sincere and as you start talking about your beliefs, if you're able to back it up, that is catching the curiosity of the world. They want to know, why do you take an hour and a half on a Sunday morning when you should be sleeping in because of what you did on Saturday night and go into a, a church building, blah, blah, blah. And that's an opportunity for us to share our faith. And so here you see Felix and Drusilla curious to see what is going on with Paul. Again, it's an opportunity for Paul to stand and deliver and uh, share the gospel. And so I feel like when you transition to Acts chapter 25, 
you have a little bit of that again, where Paul's mm-hmm. talking to uh, Festus, and he says, I appeal to Caesar. And after Festus had conferred with his council, he said, okay, you've appealed to Caesar, to Caesar you will go. And as Paul goes, there's just a continued curiosity with people wanting to hear what he thinks and why. Mm-hmm. And I just crack up because in today's reading, in verse 19, they're like, why are we here? And he said, instead, they had some points of dispute with him about their own religion, about a dead dude named Jesus who Paul claims is alive. I just get a, a chuckle out of that one. But, yeah, uh, we got <laughs> Quinn moving in. What what stands out to you, Bobby? Just super simple, actually. It's um, kind of a the similar theme that you were talking about in verse 20. 5 and 26 of chapter 24 um it sounds i think you read it yeah i just did okay it sounds like what clark made it sound like (laughs) which i made it sound really good that's great and then later on in chapter 25 agrippa kind of does a similar thing when he says that um he wants to talk to so essentially i'm I'm talking about the exact same thing that clark just talked about i'm realizing this we didn't prep it i didn't know you were gonna say that all that's right what's what's, well my heart in it what's sticking out to me um is actually the part where felix in verse 24 says Hmm. that's enough for now you may leave when i find it convenient i will send for you from yesterday's reading that's yesterday and then today then Agrippa says to Festus, I would like to hear this mm. man myself. He replied, tomorrow you will hear him. And there's just this like timing and control. So Clark said curiosity, but I just was struck by that word convenience and kind of the timing of it. And and when we sit with the scriptures sometimes, we often will put ourselves, just because of our you know Western background, um, as the main character. Like we're the one of the best disciples or you know we're one of the disciples that jesus would have chosen or we're we're somebody important in the story and so as we read this you know we're often probably i think quinn is going to go wake up cruz right now i hear her in the back is she supposed so to be awake she's not if you want to go intercept that oh dear <laughs> you guys that's my sanity is rest time so and sleeping time and awake time so we gotta we gotta we gotta protect it at all cost anyway what's sticking out to me is that we put ourselves in the story as these prominent people as with our independent western lens and um, realistically though we're probably like Felix or probably like Agrippa in these stories and and I won't say you I'll say me because we want the gospel when it's convenient <clears throat> um these guys want to talk to Paul and they want to talk to Paul on their terms um, tomorrow. I mean, Felix at the end of chapter 24 leaves Paul in jail for two years. And so again, there's just this kind of control over it. And so I just felt how that was a a real conviction for me. Um, How, you know, I, I want the true gospel. I want the, the fervor of the gospel. I want the conviction and the at what it's convenient for me, you know, not all the time. And that's what Paul, and then on the flip side of the spectrum, is Paul is ready to present this gospel all the time. Not when it's inconvenient, when he's in prison, when he's, you know, standing on trial, when he's um, gotten bit by a snake, in all these other instances that we're, we've read about and are going to continue mm. to read about. He's constantly ready to either give his testimony, defend what he's talking about here in, you know, this sect or the way. Um, and so there's just this big dichotomy that I'm kind of struck by and just reading how there's some folks that, you know, we want we want to hear the gospel when it's convenient. 
And uh, when it's not convenient, I'm just going to store it away, you know, how I like to in jail for two years. Mm. Um, And then we have folks like Paul that they're literally, you know, spilling their life for the gospel to share at every at every open door and opportunity. And so I'm just kind of struck by that in these chapters that are kind of about the the ongoing conversation with Paul and the legitimacy of the resurrection and that kind of stuff. But um, hmm. yeah, so just convicted by that question. You know, is the gospel acceptable to me all the time, or or just you know some of the time yeah like definitely not with my money definitely not with you know we got to keep those things we got to control those things you know it's like no lord it's all the time in all things that we surrender to you that we want to be on on trial like with you lord we want to be with you in case you were wondering i successfully intercepted the package was she on the way back there she was in our room that you guys why do kids do that what are you doing all, all of our wake kids, up the baby. Like, oh, hey, let me just go check on the sleeping baby. Oh, the baby. Uh, I, I, I'll circle <laughs> back to what I said towards the beginning okay. and just like the curiosity and yeah. how doctrine today is becoming a, a, a effectual tool of evangelism where people are wanting to know mm-hmm. why do you have your convictions? And I was talking to a young lady named Allie from our young adults group. And in young adults group, we have this minute every week before I get up and teach where we pause and it's called Each One Reach One, where we each have yeah. somebody in our phone or just in our memory that we are praying for that's not a Christian or that's not connected to a church sure. or is just looking for community. And we're committed to, throughout the months of May, June, July, and August, praying for one minute for them. And then we're all going to invite these people to church and to young adults. And she had messaged me the other day and essentially said some people from work that she'd been kind of praying for and whatever had started becoming more curious regarding the faith mm-hmm. and asking her a number of questions. And then they're interested in possibly checking out Alpha, which is a ministry that's kind of like an intro to Christianity. We're going to be mm-hmm. offering that this fall. But I just guarantee you the way Allie is conducting herself at work and in her life yeah, yeah. is catching the attention of these people, and they realize Allie is somebody that we can ask our questions to. Yeah. We know like who she is. We know what she does on the weekend. You know, so clearly, let's go to Allie and ask her these questions. And it I'm sounds curious. like God's using yeah. Allie to then point her to, to, to point them to the scriptures, eventually the Lord's church, and hopefully they eventually have a relationship with Jesus. But again, people are watching us, and they want to know why do you do what you do? Because mm-hmm. it's it's everybody just goes and does their thing on Friday, sleep in on Saturday, do their thing again Saturday night, sleep in on Sunday, and it's just that's routine. But you sit you set yourself apart when you are respectful and when you honor people and you are generous and you're quick to forgive and you ask questions and how can I pray for you and how can we help you and these are mm-hmm. these are unnatural unnormal things that people will eventually say huh yeah why are you the way you are basically yeah. <laughs> and that's like our Festus and Agrippa and Felix kind of moment yeah you know maybe we'll be standing on trial someday who knows but right now it's it's these people in your home it's in your neighborhood, at your workplace, in your school, mm. where they're going to say, I want to I want to hear about this. What do you think? Mm-hmm. So like Bobby Jean said, when it's convenient or inconvenient, are you ready to share the gospel? Um, I'm praying that we are. I'm praying that too. Yep. Well, I think that's all I got from, <laughs> from Acts chapter 25. On Monday, we have Acts 28, and then we are done with Acts, and we're actually going to be jumping over to the book of Ruth for a couple of days. It's a short big jump. It's a short book. <laughs> short book, big jump. Yeah. Back to the OT. That'll be good. Yeah.
I was talking to somebody who's going to start a Bible study with people who aren't Christians from their gym, and they, they're interested in the, the church's Bible reading plan. They had heard about it. They want to do it, and they said they were going to start next week. I was like, uh, maybe don't do the church's Bible reading next week. Non-Christians <laughs> starting off with Ruth. Don't like, eat, don't limit. God. Oh, why is Ruth sleeping at Boaz's feet in a threshing meal? I wonder what's <laughs> happening here. Lots of good questions. Yeah. Okay, kitty cat. What's anyways, up, anyways, that's all we got for you today. As always, you're invited yeah. to church on Sunday, Holy and um, we're gonna start a new sermon series on number six on the priestly blessing. And so, at the end of our services, you often hear us say, "The Lord bless you, and the Lord keep you, Lord make His face shine on you, etc." Well, why do we say those words, and why are they in the Bible? We're going to break it down and talk about that, number 6, verses 22 through 27, the next month or so. And we hope that you'll be there to join us, all right? Thanks for uh, listening to us today, and uh, God bless you. Talk to you soon. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.